Recovery Sort Of is a podcast where we discuss recovery topics from the perspective of people living in long-term recovery. This podcast does not intend to represent the views of any particular group, organization, or fellowship. The attitudes expressed are solely the opinion of its contributors. Be advised, there may be strong language or topics of an adult nature. Welcome back. It's Recovery Sort Of. I'm Jason, a guy who has never had to use Mommy and Me housing. And I'm Billy. I'm a person in long-term recovery. I'm Jenny. I'm also a person in long-term recovery. And I'm Sarah Jo. I'm also in recovery. Welcome, Sarah Jo. Hello. So, if you haven't figured out yet, we're talking about Mommy and Me housing because we're curious. And uh, Billy and I have never been. We don't know what goes on there. We have no idea what troubles and struggles <laughs> go on in mommy and me housing and jenny was super curious about the idea so we decided we'd have on sarah joe to talk about mommy and me housing so to start us off why don't you give us like uh, the, the five to eight minute version of your story that includes mommy and me housing obviously um that lets us know like a little bit about you and why you're here to talk about this topic okay um so i got into recovery in 2018 when um i got pregnant i got pregnant men addiction so of course it went down to cps getting involved and everything um and they wanted me to go into a facility um they first sent me to gaudenzia in park heights baltimore which uh you know love gaudenzia you know cheers for them but uh you know it just wasn't um it was my stomping ground so it wasn't the best place for me um so i was sent down here to woodson center um and then after that they asked me they're like hey you know do you want to continue i had no idea about recovery at all i didn't know about recovery houses anything like that um so i came out here to solutions which was very uh strict but it was a kind of a step down from a facility um i still had to if I wasn't working, I'd be at the house at a certain time, couldn't come back in for a certain time, um, you know, couldn't have anybody over at the house, anything like that. And then I got pretty set and uh, I got, you know, in tune with a couple of the girls in the neighborhood and built my ne- network up <clears throat> and I got offered to do an interview at the Mommy Me house. Mm-hmm. And um, it was going to give me a chance to actually uh, show my my step down of taking like the right steps you know what i mean with um trying to stay clean and um i actually got my son back six months earlier than i was supposed to uh in the mommy and me house and uh it was awesome for me i loved it i i'm still friends with all the girls when i was first in there um unfortunately had a couple relapses after that but i came back into the house um and then i relapsed out of there and went to Tennessee. <laughs> and that's how I accumulated my almost three years. And I've just came back last October. Wow. And I moved back into the mommy and me house. Okay. Um, I wanted that accountability. I was not comfortable coming back here. I was super safe in Tennessee. You know, I didn't know anybody besides clean people, you know, so I was very safe. Um, so it was a nerve wracking thing coming back here. But luckily, uh, one of the girls I was actually in there with was still there. And um, because they usually won't take people right off the street. Mm. And um, I was using medical marijuana. So I even had to express that to them and everything like, you know, and they weren't accepting it at the time. So I was like, you know, I'm going to be coming in with a dirty urine necessarily. But, um, you know, I really need you guys. I don't want to be, you know, just out there. So went from there. I just recently, two months ago, moved out. 
I was there for about seven months, um, started volunteering with Voices. Mm -hmm. I'm now hired, and I uh, help manage the recovery houses, the men and women's house. So, um, so yeah, I freaking love the Mommy and Me houses. <laughs> they saved my life on three different occasions, you know? So, um, yeah. Wow, that's a pretty incredible story. I, I think the first thing that popped up for me, you made two statements at different times, right? One of them was that you got offered to do an interview to get in, which made me think, man, these are like really seriously gate kept places and positions in this house. And then you kind of added to it later and said that they don't generally take people right off the street. And it just, I don't know, it, the way it hit me, it was like, well, here we are again, only offering services to people who earn the right to get them instead of just giving them to everybody who needs them, right? That is one super unfortunate thing with them. I mean, they're democratically ran. So uh, we all pay our own bills. Like, uh, I mean, we, you know, if we have internet and stuff like that, that's something we choose to do. And we might have to up everybody's rent or their intake to provide. Like we bought um, a playset because we were so good doing good with our money. But it can be a popularity contest sometimes, you know, which is super unfortunate because it runs off a voting system. So in my case, uh, I, I kind of knew a lot of the people in the neighborhood and I knew a lot of the girls in the house at that moment. And they thought I would be a good fit because I was working, you know what I mean? I was keeping up my own bills and doing what I had to do. But I do know while I was in there, I tried to get everybody to understand everybody deserves a chance mm -hmm. you know what i mean um it just does suck that it comes down to you know what somebody might have known someone in the past and yeah. then that plays a role because if you don't get 80 percent vote coming into the house most of the time it's majority rules okay. that's like if you want to hey can you know my mom come stay the night or something and you know whatever well, it would be a majority pause you for one second yeah. so these are uh, the mommy and me houses are from the oxford house yes brand if you want to call it that and all the houses run that way right men's yes. women's all of them they're all democratically them, yeah. ran mm -hmm. they're not like recovery housing so to speak and that there's a set program or a set criteria yeah. or an administrator that lets you in it's a democratic process of the people in the house yes it's and that's of part of that oxford housing. house model yes. yeah so um yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. No, there, no, but yeah, no, yeah. you're fine. But I, I totally agree. It's, it's like a transition house. You know what I mean? Um, I feel like the freedom that you get there isn't necessarily healthy for someone early coming mm. out of a facility. But you know, we've taken people right out of facilities plenty of times. Um, but it is, it's like a transition house because you got so much freedom. Right. You know, um, you still have a curfew and a set amount of uh, meetings to hit and everything, but. You know what I mean? We get so busy, it's all democratically ran. So you don't have anybody over top of you. you know, like with our houses with voices, if you don't make your meetings, you know, it goes to the supervisor. Like you have right. to make your set meetings, you know what I mean? There kind of ain't no really excuses for it, you know, which with the um, Oxford house, I just feel like you, it's it's harder for somebody earlier on just because you're still in a pretty foggy mindset, you know, right. and um. Once you get that uh, freedom where you don't have to come out your room necessarily, make your bed and, you know, do this or that. So, um, yeah. Well, I had a little bit of resentment at Oxford houses for a long time because when I got clean this time, I tried to get into an Oxford house and they wouldn't take me in. I didn't get voted in and I was pissed. Maybe that's one of the reasons I stayed clean is just to prove <laughs> all them wrong. Yeah. And, you, you, uh, know. you know, like, but I didn't get in because I didn't come out of treatment. 
Yep. And I went and did the house interview with all the guys. And, you know, I had at that point, I had 30 or 45 days. I can't remember how many and was trying to get into a recovery house and they didn't take me. So, yeah, it, it definitely is discouraging when, you know what I mean? It's up to a voting system. But I stayed clean and I was fine. And that house ended up closing because everybody in there was drinking. You so I made house. Yeah. They were wrong. Crucial <laughs> ultimate righteousness. So what ended up happening, that house closed and they, you know, people in there were drinking and carrying on. I was like, that's why they didn't take me because I was the fucking clean guy. They were mm-hmm. all getting drunk. <laughs> yeah. I, I've been around to hear a couple um, people have OD'd and we've actually lost a couple people in houses. Yeah. And that's like the ultimate traumatic event for a recovery house you so know? do you know is that terminology like mommy and me house is that like an oxford brand thing or is that just like a kind of nickname that's stuck to that type of housing i think it's just a nickname because it's okay. actually called oxford house unity north okay. the one right here gotcha. in town yeah. um and then there's one it's called west park that's a new work um but i think it's just it's just something that's stuck right. because you you know you get to be mommy and you, you yeah. know you get to take your kid with you but um i mean i, I think if if you just have if if you're i don't want to say it in a way like you have to be at a certain mindset but i think if you want it you're going to succeed anywhere you know what i mean it doesn't really matter what kind of situation you're in um but it's just very discouraging for p- people early on because you're already feeling super judged and then you get to, go into a house and you're being judged on whether or not you're going to get in. It's not just because, oh, because you're an addict, you're going to get in. You, you know, it's kind of makes it feel like it's a popularity contest. Well, and, and there's the more overt part you mentioned of like, oh, this person did something wrong to me five years ago in active use. Right. Mm-hmm. But there's also like the more covert things of as a guy who's just had a home group for a long time in my life and sponsored guys for a long time in my life, like I realize I am a shitty predictor of <laughs> if people are going to stay clean or recover. Oh, yeah. Like, I am terrible at it. The mm-hmm. people who are the all-stars in that first six months and did eight steps already, yeah, like, they don't you. come back. And then there's the guy who looks like he's, you know, on the verge of copping on any moment, and he stays clean for 10 years. It's like, yeah. I don't... And I feel like that unfortunately, is going to go into who gets let in, right? Everybody's going to talk to me like, oh, this girl looks like she's doing well. And blah. we don't know yeah. that. And we're keeping the people. Mommy and me services are providing a service that keeps families together, that keeps connection, that lessens shame, that increases chances of recovery, right? Yes. But we're only going to offer that to people who look like they're ready. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. who gets to decide that? And the people we're not giving the services to need them just as much, if not more. Yes. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Sorry, I'm just no, dude. I definitely box. agree. I definitely agree. Um, we had several conversations. Like we have an outreach worker that will come to your house when you have your meetings and everything. Um, and it's like a person that's they're assigned to a certain amount of houses, like in a certain area. So Corey was ours, and um, amazing dude, awesome guy. But um, you know, he would e- we would even bring it to him. Like, come on, dude. You know, we got two other girls in the house that are like not pushing on this person just because of something so stupid, you know, it's not fair. And sometimes we can get it overruled, you know, and then other times Oxford house is just very big on, um, allowing us to mess up on our own. Do you know what I mean? So, um, they give you that rope to hang yourself in a way, Mm -hmm. you know, because they want you to 
like like dude this is supposed to be your transition into back into the real world like if you can't pay your bills here then what are you going to do you know what i mean so um you know it's 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 just a step down like my experience altogether um i think that it definitely should be a whole process of like a facility step down if you've never been in you know what i mean if you have no idea take the steps to like go into a sober living you know what I mean still have that structure and everything and then make sure you're comfortable you know um stop trying to uh you know get what you want right now because that's what we all do you know um so you know it's it's good and bad how long do uh people usually stay you said you were there for seven months how long is that normal is that average oh uh well the one girl she's been there three years now wow yeah and is that frowned upon or encouraged or how's that no um actually my old um oxford house uh he was there eight years and he still lived in a house and he worked for oxford and everything like that actually i think a a year ago he just recently moved out yeah i've known people that have been in some of those houses for years yeah i mean it's and if it works for him great you know they say stable do you know if the mommy and me houses do they take single women with kids oh, yeah. or do you have to come in with kids or will they also take people that are trying to get their kids or oh, all yeah, of yeah. those above? what about people that are trying to have kids <laughs> <laughs> so they're already all, all of that um <laughs> yeah. we actually you can only actually have a certain amount of kids in the mommy and me houses just because of fire that. code probably yeah, yeah um, probably fire code of number of people mm-hmm, yeah. safety and all that so um you can't have any kids above the age of eight, mm-hmm. um, which is a real hard, you know what I mean? Because we've had so many women that have like 13-year-olds and, yeah, you know what I mean, tough. nine-year-olds, yeah. and they're like a year Why? over and we can't. I think it's because of nothing that I've ever experienced being in them, but uh, just from what I've been told, um, they've had, you know, different occasions, which I'm sorry, I'm about to take this very dark, but like okay. a kid has been touched, you mm. know what I mean? Because you're in there with other people <laughs> and... um. <laughs> Way down, I was like, they talk too much. <laughs> I gotta tell people what the fuck's going on there. <laughs> but, <laughs> They'll tell you know, everyone our secrets. Right. When they're under eight, like, nobody's gonna believe them. After they're older, you know, they know right. they, and that's they're like, aware. It doesn't make any sense. It, it makes no sense at all that, you know, some of the rules, but. And that's just in the Oxford House mm-hmm. version, though, right? Because yes. I believe the other one in this area, they do take. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You can. Um, I actually don't know if there's a cutoff. I don't think it's at eight, though. If yeah. it is for Brantwood, I, I think older, it's way older. Because yeah. um, honestly, I think the cutoff would be like maybe like 14, 15, yeah. because they're technically still a child. They're not even, you know. So it's been uh argument, you know, here and there with us. Uh, but I know while I was in there, we had three toddlers and two infants. Mm. And that was like our, we were topped off, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because, um, you can have a mom with two kids or several moms with just one kid. And then as far as for infants, I think they only allow two at a time. But it, it's, I've never really been there where it's been like a um, a really messed up situation for somebody that we really couldn't let them in. Um, I've just heard of it. You know what I mean? That that has been like a thing that has push somebody not push somebody out but kept somebody from coming in is because of like the how many kids they have or the age range they are and everything yeah. like that. So I was noticing you know just trying to read through and get a little educated before this episode like there's a I guess what we're talking about in this Oxford house type mommy and me program is a little different from some of the more structured mommy and me programs that were saying you know they had rules around 
it's usually for a year, 18 months tops. It's only about getting yourself together. And they had like programs coming mm -hmm. in to teach them cooking healthy and all this kind of stuff. Parenting and that would classes. be, yeah, yeah. So that would be something slightly a little different. I, both having their usefulness for sure. The thing that struck me about like, I, do the kids sleep in the same room as the moms? Yes. Okay. So it's always shared rooms. Mm -hmm. Yes. Hmm. I wonder if that has something to do with the, the eight-year-old thing, too, because I believe there's some kind of, at least in Maryland, some law about a kid needing their own room by a mm -hmm. certain age or something. Or like really? um, yeah. boys and girls have to be separate. Even by a certain age? Mm -hmm. oh, I didn't even know mm -hmm. that. I didn't know that either. Not yeah. followed well. Right. <laughs> but no. They're on the rule books. And I mean, really, you know what I mean? It, like one of the girls, she had a bunk bed in um her room. I mean, we're coming straight off the street sometimes. Right. You know what I mean? We don't have anything. So, yeah, of course, like my daughter and my son's going to sleep in here with me, right. you know. But um, I don't know. I, I think they might throw some stuff at you just because that's just what the real world is going to do. You know what I mean? So, well, can I ask what kind of supports like for you and your journey through there? Like, what was it about the house that was so beneficial to you? Like, was it just that you could have your kid or do they provide like uh, daycare? Yeah, daycare <laughs> or child services or any of that stuff? Like, no, it's just um, Oxford's a huge national thing. Mm -hmm. And um, I actually you can become like a, we have chapter now. So I was a chair member while I was there and I actually became state chair um, was state secretary. So I just like recorded the minutes, you know, every month. But I went to a convention. My first conve convention was an Oxford one. Mm -hmm. um, so they do all kinds of stuff like that. And they 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 really help each other. Like we have a meeting every month uh, for chapter and we were really struggling at a time with our bills and um, other houses. If they're pretty, you know, set, if they're able to donate money that, you know, they'll help other houses get back on mm -hmm. their feet because they were actually going to shut the um, Elkton house down when I first got back here because it was over like 20 grand in the hole. Yeah. But that's just because of back rent when people move in, not paying off their balance, you know what I mean? So, um, but it is unfortunate it falls on the group of people that's in there now. Yeah. Um, but they're yeah, doing good. Yeah, because, again, Oxford, the people in there pay the rent. It's not paid by the organization. It's paid by the people in there. And they're mm -hmm. the ones responsible for paying, actually literally paying the bills for that place, yeah. whether it's utilities, rent, all that stuff. And a lot of places won't fund Oxford houses, believe right. it or not. Yeah, it's hard to get funding for mm -hmm. that. Um, and I think that's because of the uh, stigma of that it's kind of a frat house type thing you know but i i think that's with anywhere it all depends on um the group of people you got you know a quick question so does insurance help with any recovery housing mommy me housing no okay is that only if it's considered like i and i don't remember the exact words but if it's considered like recovery housing like there's a certain level i can't remember what the numbers it's got numbers and shit but it's got to be a certain level of recovery provided before mm -hmm. insurance will cover it. Mm -hmm. So like when we get into like there's recovery housing and then halfway housing and then three quarter housing mm -hmm. and these are all different levels of services that they provide. So like the one that's in this area, Brantwood, they provide a lot more like counseling and in-house meetings and mm -hmm. structured, you know, recovery. I don't know what you call it, benchmarks that you have to hit if you want to stay there. And so they're considered more of a recovery housing, 
Whereas somewhere like Oxford, like you can live there and you don't have to go to any meetings, do anything, Mm -hmm. whatever. Like you have no requirements to do anything recovery related whatsoever. Is that so? I thought in Mommy Me Housing, like you still had to like, I'm going to these meetings. Like that's not the case. You do. um, Only if the house dictates that you do that. Right. That democratic house. Mm -hmm. If everybody in the house goes, we don't care if you go to meetings, then you don't have to go to meetings. (laughs) So locally, what you described, this one, our local one is Brantwood. That's more like, that sounds to me like more like an in-house rehab where your kid can live with you. Sort of, yeah. I mean, it's you still you still have access to outside stuff, so you can still mm-hmm. go to outside meetings. You can go to a job, so it's not like an inpatient rehab where you're, I'm gonna say stuck there, but where you're inpatient. But they it's provide services. Supervision, too. yeah. Mm-hmm. They have the 24 hour supervision. They have counseling and stuff provided. There's mm-hmm. and there are certain levels of things you have to participate in in order to be active in that program. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, so my, my only experience with mommy me housing was I actually spoke at that house. I was invited to speak uh, about being a mom in recovery and they wanted me to talk about, um, Buddhist recovery practices. And I still like, even after that little experience I had, mommy and me stuff was still a mystery. Like I have a very (laughs) romantic view. I'm like, Oh, it's like a all female commune with your kids. (laughs) This sounds wonderful. And, (laughs) but then I hear things like, like, no, Jenny, that's wrong. Claws are out 24 (laughs) seven. Yeah, it, and it it does. Um, it it just really. I know. I keep saying it. it. Just all depends on the group that you have. You know what I mean? Because you got some people that just aren't, you know, the best to be the fuck around. You know, <laughs> and it's like you can try your hardest to be this person's friend or just at least to level with them, and it's just not there. You know what I mean? So that makes it uncomfortable. But um, yeah, it just depends on the the group you got. I had a pretty good group in there with me, and um, you know, we loved to go to meetings and everything we held everybody very accountable um we did we do our own med counts you know what i mean it's that's what i mean about like the freedom in there you know what i mean we have our own med counts and um we do our own random urines um so it's just it's a scary thing you know what i mean because you're almost you want to know that you got strong people in that house especially if you know somebody that's you know a little weaker in their recovery going in there you know i wouldn't I wouldn't personally suggest right. them going there. Not that I don't think that Oxford is amazing. I, you know, it saved my life. But I do think you got to be at a certain mind frame and everything to really succeed in there. You know what right. I mean? Because it's hard to not fall into everybody else's stuff, you know. So what kind of things did you get offered in there or, or were you able to access being in there? Obviously, keeping your child with you is one. Yeah, but definitely. What kind of ways had it? has it impacted your recovery that you wouldn't have had access to or the ability to do if there wasn't mommy and me houses that existed? I don't think I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. I wouldn't have any idea who Voices was. You know what I mean? I wouldn't have any idea where Cecil County was. And I actually wanted to come back here from Tennessee. You know what I mean? I didn't want to go back to Baltimore at all. Um, Not that I don't love Baltimore. That's my hometown. But um, what it gave to me was just, um, I think it kind of worked for me to be in that structure because i'll be honest you know what i mean like getting in trouble growing up you did what you had to do with probation everything yeah i showed up i was like your star player you know what i mean i was like the one you wanted to be my po you know what i mean did what i had to do and then just went you know once everything was all said and done this gave me the tools that i needed to see life in a different way i guess you can say because um 
I mean, I'll be honest, I, I think even up until last, the, the year before last, I was still very foggy. You know, I was still very um entitled, <laughs> very entitled. I was very, uh, oh, well, you don't, what, what, Billy? You didn't see what I've been doing for these past 30 days, dude? <laughs> Tell me I ain't going to be clean six years from now. You know what I mean? So um, I think it humbled me. I think the most thing I got out of it was it humbled me because I was actually scared to go to the mommy and me from solutions because it was so laxed. Mm -hmm. I was scared um, just because I know me. You know what I mean? You give me a rope. You know what I mean? Give me a couple inches. I'm going to. We got to talk about this analogy because I used this on an episode not that long ago. <laughs> talking about giving my kids enough rope to hang themselves with. And it's just a, like it's a expecting people to fail analogy. We need to. I don't know. I gave him enough rope to tie a nice pretty knot with or something. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like we should expect people to do well. I don't know why we always expect them to hang themselves. Well, I, you know, also too, you don't want to pat their pamper, you know. Oh, they don't want to pat their pamper. I don't you, know that. You know one. what I mean? Like it's, it's like you don't want to baby them too much. Because, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, especially with like the houses right now that I'm working in, like I can be that, that buffer for the girls, but then I still have to like turn around and be like, bro. Did you let me repeat what I what you just said to me? Let me repeat it back to you, because I really don't think you're going to, you know, hold right. on to it as tightly <laughs> this time. But, um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I just think I got a lot from it. I think I, I, I think it it was a whole bunch of different things that have gotten me to where I am today. And, but I do think that Oxford is a huge part of that, just because that's where most of my recovery and clean time accumulated at you know what i mean um, well, i can see being in there too giving you that little bit of uh self-worth and self-respect because you are taking care of yourself for the most part i mean you're getting help from like a group but it's a group of people that are all doing it themselves it's mm -hmm. not like a charity or an outside organization that's coming in and like paying your rent or paying your bills or watching your kids like you still got to manage all that shit mm -hmm. on your own you just have a little bit of support from a group of people in recovery that hopefully are all have the same goals have the same values that are working kind of towards the same things and so that support can give us that connection and that community oh, yeah. that we lack when we're out there you well not that we don't get that with using people but that's yeah. where we get it when we're using is in the using community yeah and we get clean we need those same connections and i imagine having your kids there is going to help with that like generational trauma you know like or we all grew up in this alone. generational trauma yeah you know and our kids are going to still be able to have that relation with their parents hopefully yeah you know? yeah i think they can offer a whole lot um i think some people also work better you know getting pampered you know, I don't, I kind of need, um, like as much as I'll fight it, I need that, like, uh, that tough love, you know what I mean? And I almost need to, um, feel like I am right and I'm going to prove you wrong and still fall on my face. You know what I mean? Because that humbles me because then it's like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? And that's why I got into a place now where I'm like, let's not go off the first thoughts there, you know what I mean? <laughs> because it's probably not the best one, you know? But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I've gained every kind of support it's just um i think i gained every kind of support just in my journey in general mm -hmm. um but you know i just think it's evolved right. now i guess um and this is an informative episode for me because when i picture mommy and me i was picturing much more like structured programs and much 
I guess more services offered. Like to me, if you're a new mother in recovery or a mother in recovery that's trying to like get an education or get back into the workforce, you're going to have to provide some kind mm-hmm. of childcare during the day or, or services around that. And, you know, there's going to be parenting classes because this is obviously a population that, you know, it probably did not get the best parenting. So let's try to like retrain them to do something different. And I'm, I guess here in this version of the Oxford House, that's mommy and me. It's it's great that we have these people together and connected. And there's surely some support and like, I'm not going through this alone. And I yeah. can pick up some of these good behaviors from other moms. But I, I'm still I guess I'm like, man, I'm surprised there's not more offered Offered. because like I I would picture those would be really, really useful things for people in that situation. Yeah. Well, I know in a group too, in the, in the Oxford houses, I mean, if you're building connections with people in the house, it'll give you a peer that you might trust to watch your kids or you can watch their kids. And it does create some of that, but it's not, that service isn't provided Mm -hmm. by the organization or by the house. No, you're definitely obligated to handle all of your personal Personal affairs you know on your own and if if you got to make it to drug court and do a urine every morning you better get up and go you know what i mean um nobody's gonna come wake you up or (laughs) it's not like ashley's they don't put a schedule up underneath your door every (laughs) morning you know do you guys share like uh you know like i'll watch your kid and you watch my kid does that oh oh god Okay. Just yeah, and I have a problem saying no to that. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, girls, I love you and your kids, but um, yeah, no, um, that's why I said I had an awesome group. Um, we all helped each other. You know what I mean? Um, and we, even though a lot of us didn't necessarily vibe, we were all able to like coexist together and pretty much have love for the next addict. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, and just have respect for their journey and what they're there for. Um, hear me out, guys. I have an idea. <laughs> I think Mommy and Me Housing, the reality TV show. Oh, oh God. Yeah. Oh, it would definitely and get And then views. maybe it would get mm. more popular and then more Mommy and Me Housing would become available since it's like it's this great hit show on Netflix. We yeah. need to put like Big right. Brother with the cameras up in all the rooms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like. <laughs> I don't know if it'd be there much longer after that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. what, uh, what's uh, what's mealtime like? Do you guys all eat together or share cooking or? So, so we, we do like, um, like I said, with the group that I was in there with, um, I'd make dinner, big, huge dinner one night and just offer it up to anybody. The other girls would do that. Um, you know, of course, if I'm sitting there cooking and your kid runs down, I'm not going to tell them, no, you can't have a hot dog. Go get your mom. You know what I mean? (laughs) So, uh, yeah, you know, I, I I loved it. I, I really loved it. I loved the, um, the bonds we built, uh, (laughs) I just love it. I'm sorry. I'm no, picturing Jenny's version and it's like all these <laughs> all these moms and kids dressed in all white, right? Like these linens hanging off of them gracefully as they glow and they have Thanksgiving dinner every night together. Yeah, like, full table version. of vegetables. Yeah. They they wake up to like Buddhist meditation every morning and wellness. Yeah, it's more and, so like our our uh, our oven door pizza and is hot broken dogs because of the school. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the kids are jumping pizza. off the walls. Uh, nice contrast. Yeah. Rubbing poop on the carpet under the dining room kitchen. Children table, you know? swinging from the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they would call me. Um, oh God, what what would my roommate call me? She, she'd do this weird country accent <laughs> because I was like the. Oh my God, you guys are gonna die if you don't stop doing that. Like we had balloons one time. It was like sixteen freaking balloons, right? And they're running around. It's like three different toddlers, and all I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, I'm in here cooking. 
it's going to tangle around their neck. They're going to be choking. <laughs> I'm not going to know it. And then, you know, and so Jackie would sit there and she'd do this contract. She'd be like, y'all better stop. You're going to die. <laughs> you are going to die. <laughs> and she would just run around the house behind me every, t- every time I was like being extra. But, um, you, you know, it's there was also times, too, where, you know, I just wanted to, you know, take take the, a couple of those moms and just... So you mentioned something, you know, it was kind of a passing comment, but I picked up on you said like guilt as being a, a thing that oh, helped yeah. with having your kid there. So what are kind of are some of the challenges as a mom trying to get into recovery? And then obviously, if you went inpatient, you were separated from your kid. If you went to any sort of traditionally, if you went to sort of any halfway house or recovery housing, you're separated mm-hmm. from your kid. So what are some of those? Like so, you mentioned guilt, but what are some other things? Um. I mean, I, th- I think it's just like when I would guilt and shame, you know, because here you're supposed to be mom, you know. <laughs> so even though you got all this going on, why is it that I'd rather go get high? I can I can be mom after, you know, mm. I just have to go get high real quick. Like it, that, I think, got to me the most that it was like, why isn't he my number one thought? Mm. You know, and um, I think now it's not that I loved him any less. It's just this disease is so freaking strong that it's totally blocks out you you know you don't you you are not you like i try to tell people now like um one of the things is i had to stop uh not taking ownership of things that i did in addiction but um not letting it define me Mm. you know because um my mom whole life got switched you know flipped upside down because of course she didn't hesitate to step up and um, she actually, my son is still living with her full time now because he goes to school and then comes with me on the weekends. Um, but I still have a little bit of that guilt now with being pregnant. You know, uh, like I was explaining to you, like the excitement was kind of different. But, you know, in that same excitement, I still had that same thought, like, you know, I should have had that with him. You, you, you know what I mean? So you just have mm-hmm. that. I just think it's um, everybody works through their guilt differently or just whatever they're feeling because i mean honestly you you get some people in there that uh they're facing time and really that's all that matters to them and you know no judgment whatsoever but like um you know so you can't help yourself but to kind of step up in different ways because you can see yourself and how you were at that moment it's just a sucky feeling you know if you the idea of being a mom you know, you just created this life in your body and your mom. This is supposed to be your one and all, your, you know, your total love. And uh, and to, I, I didn't think I was capable. I guess I can put it like that. I didn't think I would be capable of being a mom. You know what I mean? Uh, I felt like I was just too far gone. I felt like I was way too selfish to even care about this other life when I can't even worry about whether they ate or not because I have to go get high real quick. Mm. You know what I mean? You know, nowadays that that helped, like I said, I think got me to where I am now to where like I can help other women because actually that was a huge thing. I would not admit that I used while pregnant. That was like a huge thing I would not talk about because uh, I mean, I would fabricate my story because I could not bring myself to say it. Um, I couldn't bring myself to say that I begged God to literally take him from me while he was in there just because I'm like, please don't let me fuck this kid up. You know what I mean? And. But I think that is all motions that I had to to go through. And if I was willing, if I wanted to be where I'm at right now, you know what I mean? I had to I had to find a way to work through that. 
I think Ashford and the the women, I think all the women in general that you meet in recovery, all their stories help you. Yeah, you know I what share I mean? Because I admire somebody's vulnerability so much. Like it gives me chills thinking about when somebody shares, um, I'm like, man, <laughs> you've got some balls because I really don't want to. You know what I mean? I, I've never wanted to share my story. And I I think that's just because there's still certain things that like I, I don't necessarily want to bring up, you know what I mean? Because you shove so much stuff down. But like the, the main big thing, you know, besides all the little stuff you, you work on, accepting that I am a good mom in my own way has broken my guilt up. Right. It's not so massive, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, yeah. episode has been brought to you in part by Voices of Hope, Inc., a nonprofit recovery organization made up of people in recovery, family members, and allies. Together, members strive to protect the dignity of those that use drugs and those in recovery by advocating for treatment, harm reduction and support resources, and mentoring. Please visit us at www.voicesofhopemaryland.org and consider donating to our calls. Well, when we talk about guilt and shame of, of moms who aren't raising their kids or don't have the ability at that point in time to have their kids with them, uh, you know, the question rose up before the show, like, why are there not more daddy and me houses or why do they not exist? And part of this guilt and shame is is where we can go to look for the answers to that. Yeah. Men aren't raised expected to take care of their kids, right? We're still early into the transition into like, oh, men and women should share work at home now that they both work full-time mm-hmm. jobs, right? It shouldn't all be on the woman. Mm-hmm. And that would explain it. Like men aren't having that overwhelming guilt and shame most of the time. I'm not saying it doesn't exist for some. I'm not saying some level of it doesn't exist for some, but it's a completely different cultural expectation on the women in our society, which would explain a lot why there's so many more mommy and me situations needed than daddy and me situations. I'm sure it's out there and and needed somewhere, but it's not really the the thing that it is for women, I guess. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. It's just not, um, you know, just because dealing with different people, you know, it's, it was up to the mom or the dad, like whoever steps up because if not, your kids would go in foster care or, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I, I do think that, um, I mean, I know a lot of guys in the Oxford house that have literally have tried to advocate for this daddy and me because it's needed so bad. You know what I mean? We even have somebody that works here that, um, he's an awesome dad. He works in the, he lives in the Oxford house. He's got like three little girls. Awesome. You know what I mean? It was just, it would just be nice to, to have that. Because it would stop that like stigma. Because Maryland's a mommy state, you know what right. I mean. They they definitely want the mom to step up and do what they got to do, but you can't always do it. You right. know what I mean. If a huge thing for me in my recovery was <laughs> figuring out me, you hmm. know, um, trying to get back to me before drugs and all that. Um, and it, man, I'm still still working on it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. But um, well, that is a thing I can think would be a struggle, like. I didn't have any kids when I got clean, but it was like the mentality coming in was like, all right, just focus on yourself, take care of you, mm-hmm. do what you got to do to stay clean. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't even have to 
fathom trying to take care of some other complete human being mm-hmm. right you know what i mean right. like they it were telling you to have a plant first right <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right get a plant then a doll uh-huh. you know don't whatever. have no relationship for a whole year first right. right right and so i guess as a mom coming into recovery and this is just out of ignorance like is it a good idea for these moms to have their kids in the first 30 60 days like i mean it's probably maybe good for the kid but it seems like that might be tough like yeah and i think that's just probably something that they struggle with i can't imagine being a cps worker i really yeah. can't <laughs> i mean i freaking hated mine at first she, yeah. you know and i love her to death now <laughs> but right. um yeah actually she just called to check up with me the other day but um i hope she listens to the show yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but i can't imagine yeah i couldn't either because you do you you don't want to strip the kids from parents whatsoever right but then you gotta like make this decision like what is the best fucked up scenario to put them in yeah. you know because it's almost like okay keep them with the mom in a treatment facility that that could be traumatizing <laughs> or you know go send them with aunt sue that you know right it's like trying to pick the best out of three bad options. Yeah, <laughs> like, you, you know? know. So yeah, I I think that is that's definitely <laughs> something hard, <laughs> you know, and something that they should try to work on. But I mean, how I don't even know if there is a right way to go about it or easier way to ease in back into that. It's kind of that's how I feel like the Oxford House does. It's kind of just like hit the ground running, or or trip up and fall. Right. Do Do you think the states that are going to make abortion illegal? Are also the states with the fewest mommy and me houses? <laughs> just, Ooh, just probably. curious. The ones that may need it the most in oh, yeah, five years. No doubt. Oh, yeah. sorry. <laughs> probably. Yeah. So why why is there not enough of this already? Right. Why do we not have? If we're saying that this is all about connection and coping and generational trauma and all these things that we're starting to think, you know, contribute to the substance use aces, like why is there not more funding for training mothers as they get into recovery or mommy and me housing or places and ways to make this like when Billy says, should they be alone with their well, kids the first was, 30 or 60 days? I'm like, supervised say. fucking maybe. Like, right, probably right, not. Right. <laughs> And, and that's not, what, when you first asked yeah. me when we first started, I had no idea I was going to answer this question because uh, I don't know why, you know. <laughs> but honestly, now you said that, Billy, it makes sense because it's almost like um, you have an abundance of men recovery houses mm-hmm. because it comes down to it. They they come with less baggage in a, in a sense. Right. Um, you can house them more. You know, they, they got their own things going. So with the mommy, me maybe because it's not as successful as they would want it to be. Mm. So they keep it to a bare minimum. You know what I mean? That it is something needed, but we don't want to do an abundance of them because then we're just going to have five fucked up houses mm. instead of just one. You know what I mean? And it's already to hard enough. Yeah, it's hard enough to do a regular men's house successfully, yes. let alone add all these other <laughs> challenges. Kids, and- yes, <laughs> yes. Because um, mm. how you were talking about... uh you know flushing wipes <laughs> we got kids that flush our dinosaurs down there you know what i mean and then we're having to kick out 400 dollars to pump the the pipes out you know what i mean mm-hmm. um but yeah so i don't i don't know i really don't know but that now that you said that that kind of makes sense you know what i mean hmm. well the system in general likes easy simple fixes to really right. complicated and messy problems oh yeah so anytime you go to a politician or somebody in you know a state organization that's 
social services or whatever, like they don't want to hear that it's complicated and hard no. and you need a lot of resources and a lot of money. Like that's the last thing that any of them want to hear. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. they want to know like, how do we fix this now for less money? Yeah. Like why this? don't we have the mommy and me pill? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. It just makes you think you're in the same house with your kid or something. And you, all the guilt's gone. <laughs> <laughs> just puts a whole little hallucination. Yeah. Up for you. All right. As you mentioned, like in this County, we have that one mommy and me house and then, there's the other uh, Brantwood. I don't know what their official name it's is. Is it just Brantwood? Brantwood okay. uh, Family Services. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they do, like, say, a more sort of outpatient structured recovery program, and they're allowed to have kids in there. I'm not sure if they offer child services when people go to work or not. I don't know what, what specific services they offer besides. I don't think they yeah. daycare necessarily, yeah, or but something they might like, like refer you to a place right. or something. But, but I, I know they've been working a lot on doing more inpatient or not inpatient in-house like yes. recovery meetings, bringing outside meetings in yeah. because it's harder for the ladies to get their kids and get out to meetings. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to have more meetings come in, like things like that, that are going to help with that. But imagine that, like, see, that was one thing like that did not work for me was a... Uh, in-house meetings well, no 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 oh. not in-house <laughs> just uh being confined you know what i mm. mean like they even though they're in a facility that's gotta be hard to not be able to just yeah, come to and go as you please mm. you know what i mean yeah or if you do have a job you know they have to set you up with your ride to make sure you get there and then they mm. they pick you up you know you don't really even just the walk to the store to go get a yoo or something yeah. you know that's freeing at times <laughs> right. you know so um I don't I don't know if I would have thrived as much if I was in a more structured environment. But then again, I may have uh, it may have helped me in my CVS case, because that's one thing they really want to know, like if safety plans and stuff are in place, um, you have to have supervision. Mm. Um, And actually, Kaylee, uh, my late friend that just passed, um, she became she went wrote to me that that that's what I mean about like the kind of relationships I built in these houses. Um, this girl rode all the way out to Towson with me to sit in on a meeting with false parents and, you know, stuff like that to see if she would be able to be there at the house so I could have Keegan to visit. Mm. And um, she did that for me. And then, uh, you know, she even took me out there the day that we had the decision on whether or not I was going to get him back full time or not and cancel the safety plan. And she went and took me to, to do that. You know what I mean? Um, I hold on to things like that just because, man, for somebody that's in the same boat as me to care about me when I can't even really care about myself, that just, you know, I think that's just one of the best things about mommy me houses is the relationships you can build yeah and jenny going back to your question about insurance and it's you know ability to cover any of these services uh, part of the reason there's not more of these services or there's a shortage of places like brantwood is because insurance doesn't ever want to cover anything Mm -hmm. where there's like an actual medical intervention to help people you know, it's where they'll only cover for a certain amount of time. Right. Or our model of insurance, I should say, mm-hmm. you know, we don't live in a, a, a model of like medical health where it's like you need this treatment, go get it. It's like you need this treatment. Which Figure insurance service do you have? How much is being paid for it? Mm-hmm. How much cost gets covered for that? Do you have enough to fund the rest? Like, so that's a another reason because it's, it's yeah, not going to be available. would be interesting. So with the rent in the mommy and me house, like, is it divided up just amongst the adults or do you have to pay more if you have more kids? Like, so a mommy and me room, uh, when I was just there, you paid 160 a week. 
um for a single you paid one a uh, one thirty um but like i said it fluctuates so if you're doing really good with your bills you have the whole house is uh, that house can hold eight women um with kids so actually nine because one of the rooms is a double so it can hold nine women maybe that's another reason they don't have enough there's not a lot of houses that could hold house. that many people yeah you know what i mean that's <laughs> yeah, what i was right. just thinking about. but um you have to pay more just because they consider that you uh use consume more electricity more stuff, right <laughs> you use more water People um, consume shit. Yeah, right. so they do up it. It fluctuates, you know what I mean? And that just goes back to the democratically ran, you know what I mean? If you're short on your bills because you only got five people in the house, well, guess what? You know what I mean? You got to up your rent. Um, so it can be discouraging, but then at the same time, I just think it's a real good way to put you in reality because, oh, they're about to up my rent 100 bucks come January, you know what yeah, I mean? Right. So I'm used to yeah, it because that has happened to me. Right. Yeah, so... um. Yeah, it, it, it definitely does change between whether or not you're single and they do accept single women in there. Um, I think they only have about three mommy and me rooms right now. Um, and that's just because of the size of the room and whether or not you got the space and everything like that. But um, but yeah, a lot of them do run off of single women for the most part. You know what I mean? Have you have you ever been there when somebody's gotten kicked out for not paying rent or behavior? or anything? Ew. Yeah, I had to be the one to put people out. <laughs> they have it. Um, and I, like, I want to know what that's like. And you have to kick out somebody with a kid. So mm, you just take mm-hmm. them out, you pick the kid up, and just set them out in the rain. No, and then, the mom, exactly then the mom gets the hint and just goes <laughs> out. Uh, this I isn't it, allowed here yeah. anymore. So we're shutting this. <laughs> you can do what you <laughs> they want. See the light just going away. Um, so that is one thing. Uh, if you get caught using, or um, let's say you were on a behavioral contract, or, or you know, you just did something extremely, you know. Um, yeah, you got 15 minutes to pack a bag and you wow. got to go. Um, no excuses. So if you use and this kind of goes, if you're willing to go into treatment and go by what the girls at the house want you to do, they may hold the room for you. You know what I mean? Um, but that also goes back to whether or not you're meeting the expectations of the house. You know what I mean? Have you Are you doing stuff for yourself? Mm-hmm. Like, is it worth bringing you back? Or are you just going to come? You know, do you yeah, It's need... almost like being a roommate anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're in a house with a couple of guys and you get along well. Yeah. So yeah. they're probably a little more forgiving than if you're the asshole that you oh, know, yeah. eats all and the I food. And I was definitely and... the asshole for a little while. <laughs> Survivor. Just, mommy well, and me edition. I come back from Tennessee. And uh, like I said, the one girl was in there. But the rest of them were from Ocean City. They had no idea about a mommy and me house. Um, and supposedly, supposedly the house was just flipped right before I came back. So these girls had no idea the rules, the policy mm. procedures, you know, anything. They were just told to pay rent, don't get high, you know? <laughs> um, so when I got in there, I'm like, what the fuck? You know, people are coming in late for curfew. And it might sound like little things, but like if you're 10 minutes late for a curfew that you know what time it is you know what i mean you're just that's irresponsible like stop don't be a dick about it <laughs> come home at 11 don't mm-hmm. don't tell me oh i stopped and got me a red bull well guess what you should have waited till seven in the morning when you left for work because you now you're late you know so i was the dick for a little while because um the house did so well for me when i was first in there i was like uh-uh you know what i mean come on guys like we got to get it together or they're gonna take this house and we're all homeless but nowhere for our kids, nowhere for any other mommy and me's to come. You know, it's like so it, it helped, though. You know what I mean? And actually, it it's a 
blessing that I was in a place to even be that person, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I was definitely a person like, I don't care, you know, gotta be late. I don't know. You want to stay out? I don't care, you know. But um, when you probably see that managing the houses now, like it's it's got to be a hard line trying to figure out, all right, how much. Because you know people that are early in recovery are going to make mistakes. Like, yes. that's just a given. We all do. None of us is perfect. But how much is okay and how much is taken advantage of mm-hmm. too much and how do you work all that shit out? Like, that's just really hard. Okay, scenario, <laughs> like, scenario to scenario. Right. You know what I mean? Because uh, like we say with the house, what we do for one, we got to do for another. Right? Um, but then we're also very person-centered. So um, we had a gentleman that couldn't get a job because of his background. You know, so he was able to take like an overnight um, shift working and that's not something you're allowed to do. So mommy and me recovery housing program never been thought of before. You and Jenny have been talking. You're realizing there's a lot of moms coming into recovery. There's a need for some type of program. You just invented it. You come on this show to tell us about it. What does it look like? What is perfect? What is the ideal situation for new moms to come in and have some sort of program available to them. White linen. Yes, yeah. white linens, morning <laughs> meditations. Yeah. That I breakfast think... full of food like you see in the movies <laughs> yeah, where right. they don't eat it, they just grab a slice of toast and run out the door. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a full stocked fruity oh, breakfast. No, it's got to be that melon. Cheese like danishes melons, by the front yeah. door like morning. Green shit that nobody eats. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would, I think what we all talked about, everything would work. Like services provided. Mm. I think that would be a huge success for the mommy and me's because um, buzzword wraparound services. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Cause it, it would help. Cause like I said, you go in there and you're, you're expected to do what you have to do because you already know what you got to do. Right. Um, where like with the houses that I'm in now, if like I could take what we do, like we have a whole checklist of like, do you have your ID? Do you have insurance? You know what I mean? Are you planning on getting a vehicle? Do you have a resume? You know, it's different stuff like that. Like we're literally there to like help and we have so many resources to like point them in the right direction to get their first resume written up. You know what I mean? Um, one of the girls in the house, she came from RCA. She's now working there, mm. you know? So um, I think that would be an awesome thing. And also too, I think some type of supervision, like they don't have a house manager for Oxford houses. It's ever, I think a house manager would work in a way um not necessarily to like even maybe somebody paid through oxford to just be like a monitor in the house you know just to like show them so the and, way and of doing weirdly things. enough that came up in a different conversation apparently in maryland so in other and you may know this better than me but in other states like in delaware the state will pay for a coordinator i guess it's not really a house manager specifically but like a coordinator that the state pays to go around and monitor the houses but maryland does not cover that or does not pay for that so what's happening in this area is that the coordinator who manages i guess the delaware houses comes down and manages the houses in this area really yeah that's what i was that's what someone explained to me that used to work there huh so i was like oh i don't i had an outreach worker yeah 
he told were me they from Delaware or were the they time, from Maryland? <laughs> um, yes. That's he, crazy because we have really high taxes here, but Delaware is yeah. a pretty more people-centered person. You did mention somebody named Corey that would check on the houses. What yeah. is that position? Oh, um, was he, he, that's what was my question. Was he from Maryland or Delaware? He's in Delaware. He actually uh, lives in a house. Okay. Um, so yeah. he's our, so he see, works that's for, the Delaware person okay. coming down mm-hmm. to manage the Maryland shit because we won't pay for that coordinator. And uh, you know there's only three oxford house in maryland mm-hmm. no 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 i'm sorry i'm lying there is it's like out like uh like cumberland mm-hmm. i think yeah, like maybe. up far, it's out you know what i mean it's really far well, I that might be why because they don't want to pay for that outreach worker and Probably. that makes it it has to fall into some other jurisdiction and... yeah because we just happened to be able to that's why we didn't even have a chapter at first like right. they just started the chapter because delaware's already had a chapter for oxford yeah and that's um, what it was the outreach worker so mm-hmm. delaware and i don't know which part of delaware the state funds that outreach worker but in maryland we don't do that so we don't have an outreach worker it's the delaware outreach worker that has to oversee Mm -hmm. and we've actually lost one of the men's houses this past year um so it's just the one mommy and me and then the one men's house right on uh north street Mm. yeah well i don't think my uh my assumption about mommy and my houses was too off. It seems it seems like <laughs> idyllic and cheery, even though you guys fight and uh, like because in the end you you have a very glowing like memory and gratitude for mommy and me housing, even oh, though like at the ground level it may not look so may not be so white linen-y with fresh fruit, you know, yeah. all the time. <laughs> yeah. Real house moms of recovery. Hills. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Good lord, it, that man. Listen, you'd probably make good money off of that because there'd be a lot of views. <laughs> It would be uh, definitely a uh, we'll be 2022 Jerry Springer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, tell go. us tell us the craziest story of mommy and me that you have. Craziest story? I like guys found in closets or. Oh, oh well, God, you know, that's just you know that part of the course. <laughs> For normal people, that's a lot. Like if I found a kid in my daughter's closet, I'd be pretty freaked out. But I guess oh, there, yeah. that's pretty normal. Would, uh, uh, you know, I, I, have I mean, of, they're not virgins, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> they are mommies. <laughs> I have heard of, you know, a couple people locking their kids in closets, but nothing like that ever happened while I was there. Um, I, I don't even know. Oh, probably the craziest thing that happened was one of the girls. Sorry, I know Anna, you know, anonymity is fully, you know, still here. Um, she was having her sugar daddy come and meet her at very late night. I just happened to be up checking on another girl who was late. And um, I go to knock on her door and her son just chilling in the room. I'm like, where the heck is she at? I walk into the kitchen and everything. No, she's out on the side and freely told me like it was nothing. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so yeah, that's probably just the craziest <laughs> thing I dealt with just because I don't deal with stupid very well, you know what I mean? Right. And I thought, if anything, lie to me. <laughs> don't tell me you're literally out there, you know, doing what you got to do with your sugar daddy, you know, <laughs> Na- naming him that. I, but, mean, you know. I mean, how right. many, what percentage of my bills is he funding? Because yeah, right. I'll straight well, listen, up own it, too. She was very late on rent. That's why I was a little pissed <laughs> off, because I'm like, why are you so back on rent right. if you got, you know, your daddy call him out tomorrow. there? Right. Yeah. You're going to have to reevaluate that uh, contract you got with him. <laughs> He's not doing his part. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, not necessarily too crazy. Right. Well, Sarah Joe, we, we appreciate you spending time with us Thank this you. Sunday yeah, morning. Uh, it's been wonderful. We've learned a lot about Mommy and Me that I, I mean, I had no clue. I had my theories that it was all well-structured and, you know... <laughs> Yeah. Implemented and, and apparently and this is stuff, just you know? yeah. <laughs> every day. Right. Exactly. It's yeah. just 
Anyway, yeah, uh, before I go any <laughs> grosser with any of that, uh, thank you again for coming on and, and everybody out there, you know, support mommy and me in your area if you think it's an, you know, a needed thing, if you think it's a useful tool, um, and maybe we can get some actual like standards of service around this kind of level of care. So stay safe Absolutely. out there. Did you like this episode? Share it with people you think might get something out of it. Check out the rest of our episodes at recoverysortof.com. Also, while you're there, you can find ways to link up with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, YouTube, anything. We're always looking for new ideas. Got an idea you want us to look into? Reach out to us. <laughs>